Hello, hello, friend, and welcome to Freedom by Design, hosted by Chris Picard Kersher. Is that how you do it? It's close. It's close. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Thanks for taking time out of your day. My name is Chris, and I am the owner of Femme Collective Studio. Um, and welcome back to Freedom by Design. So I'm here with my hubs today, in case you didn't notice. Um, and we're just giving the people what they want. You were one of the most requested topics and how you, which is our relationship in general. And I think people want to know what the dynamic is like between an entrepreneur and someone that's not an entrepreneur and and what that kind of looks like and how that journey was for you. Oh boy. So there's like pressure now. Oh, super invasive question. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you so much to everybody that submitted. Before I get off on a tangent here, um, this is probably one of the last intros I'll do like this, but I just want to remind everybody that we do not, or I say we because you're sitting right in front of me, but I in general do not (laughs) edit um, these podcasts at all. So there's intro music and outro music. Everything else in between is just is what it is. And it can't be any worse than my slip up last time. So Oh, you mean 40 dicks? (laughs) That'll Wait, never hear the end of. <laughs> <laughs> they have to label this as explicit. Oh, although yes. depending on how if you got kiddos <laughs> in the room, this is not the podcast for you right now. If you are someone that rolls your eyes at kind of some probably mushiness in between in this episode, um, this is not the podcast for you. We're just be one hundred percent yourself, and I'm so excited to ask you all these random questions that people submitted. So. Fantastic. Let's start off with... Oh, interesting. See, I probably should have ordered these. I I, I never order the questions. I need to start doing that. Um, let's start with, what do you do for a living? Okay. First, introduce yourself, I guess, in general. Sure. I guess... Uh, so, my name is Ben. Um, I am married to the person that you listen to every week. Uh, <laughs> she's kind of the best, but you already know that. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, and, and so so I guess for a living, so I'm a uh, mechanical uh, design engineer uh, for a electric vehicle company. Um, so what that means is I get to basically design you know parts and systems for you know vehicles that get to drive on the roads. Um, Super cool. Pretty cool. Really I'm, impressive. I'm a big car guy anyway, so yeah, it's kind of right up my alley, so to speak, right in the old wheelhouse. Oh, yeah. I love that we both are doing what we love. Absolutely. That makes such a difference. How did you two meet? Give them the goods. The goods. So, yeah, this is a good story. Um, so we met uh, on a trip to Belize. Uh, we both um, we both were in, our, in, in some situations that we... Um, decided that we wanted to get away and and uh booked a random trip to belize through a through a company that that does like tour groups uh you know around the world um not knowing each other not knowing each other yeah it was we we booked it completely separately um by ourselves at the time and it was um you know it was kind of most people on the trip i think there were probably 35 40 people that were all that all booked separately they were all just you know, going on a trip, not knowing who they're going to meet, things like that. And 
I mean, for me, I mean, it kind of worked out, you know, in my favor, I think. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> and mine. How did you how did you pick Belize in the first place? Because when I was scrolling through, so my good friend at the time, we were interning. And when I was scrolling through, I was like, so desperate, you guys, to get out of my situation. And you've probably listened to the previous episodes before. If you haven't, feel free to dip back and uh, check those out because I, I get into all those gritty details. But I opened up, it was EF College Break at the time. No, this is not sponsored before someone comes for me on that. Um, but it was called EF EF, EF college break, break right yeah. at the time and now it's what EF ultimate break I ultimate think, they something it. they rebranded um and anyway so I I ended up opening up that website and I didn't even like I didn't scroll through I just clicked <laughs> on the very first one and I was like yep this looks good enough that's <laughs> fate if I've ever heard it <laughs> and you picked it how how yeah, did you pick so um so I was actually uh, going on a business trip with my previous employer to Germany um and I was really excited about traveling uh, because that was the first time that I was going to be leaving the country uh, and I was so excited in fact that uh, I had heard about this company and I looked it up and and funny enough like two weeks before <clears throat> I started making a uh a bucket list and things on there were like I, I think that it was probably um, inspired by going to Germany because one of the things was on there was drive on the Autobahn, yeah. which it did in Germany. But also there was ziplining through the jungle. Um, and I think even ca- tubing through a cave. And which was so specific. I know. And funny enough, literally word for word, those things were in the itinerary. And I was like, well, I kind of have to now. Like I, I would be doing yeah. myself a disservice to not book it. <laughs> it was just crazy how the stars aligned, you guys. It was so I was just getting done with a bad relationship when I booked this. I was in a very toxic relationship and in a in a bad mental space. And then before this, I think I no, we definitely talked about this way, way, way back when. But I had actually booked or was in the process of booking a random trip to New Zealand with a friend Mm -hmm. who was an intern at the time. And right before we were ready to like book and move forward with everything, she said, Hey, I am seeing this guy and uh, I want him to come kind of instead. So (laughs) that's how that worked out. And at the time I was like, really? Wow. Okay. That's, that's fine. What am I going to do now? And, and then that's when my other friend mentioned, Colette mentioned EF, and I booked through there. So it was like so many things had to go wrong for it to work out, and so many things had to go right. Yeah. And I love that. Like, that was probably one of the lowest points for me, and I made the decision on a whim just to do something for myself for once instead of thinking about what everyone else was thinking about me or whatever. And that led me to you. Duh. So, now, okay, so so we also romanticized it a little bit in that sense. Oh, but <laughs> but um, at the same time, this is the tropics. So <laughs> we're talking about 95% humidity and mosquitoes and fire ants (laughs) and sand fleas (laughs) and tarantulas it was this is how i knew 
that's <laughs> yep this is how I knew that it was the real deal um and to be clear we weren't dating on the trip and we weren't dating right after right. the trip either it we started with you know becoming best best friends um but I just I knew that you had feelings for me that were not just surface level when for 11 days everybody I was <laughs> motion sick on the bus and I was drenched in when I say drenched in sweat I'm talking like it looked as if I stepped out of the shower we can wring our clothes out at the end of the day oh yeah you could <laughs> this was crazy to me so Jewel was our tour guide shout out to to you Jewel um we still you know keep up with her and and love her so 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 much and she's, she's really a part of our foundation really as a relationship yeah. um but anyway she warned us i said well where are the bathrooms when we're hiking through all these ruins right so we were in belize and guatemala so we were looking at all of these gorgeous temples and ruins and mm-hmm. all of that hiking through the jungle and i said where, where do we pee because i'm an outdoorsy girl i'm from the mountains so peeing in the forest fine but peeing in the rainforest not so much and she she said you're honestly gonna sweat it out and i remember i had um what are they called like a camel pack thing filled with water drank the whole thing and then we all talked about it on the bus going back to the hotel after that day was done that none of us had peed yet and it was because we were sweating so much yeah and that, that was crazy that is like probably a super gross story to open this with, <laughs> but it gives you like a real representation of how hot it was and how muggy it was. It was like soup. Yeah. It was really, and then it was very, the coast was very enjoyable. Oh yeah. I, all the breezes and things like that. But yeah. I loved it. Kind of started getting inland. It was very. Yeah. I wouldn't have changed anything about it though. Damp. Um, yeah, it was just part of the experience and just a really fun story. And if you are planning on going to any sort of super jungly tropical place, might I recommend bringing packets of Benadryl? <laughs> and so I'm an Enneagram too. And so I was like mothering <laughs> and <Yeah>. handing out <laughs> Benadryl like candy. We all had these weird rashes and stuff. <laughs> you got a really bad sunburn. That's true. Yeah. That's true, and and this one here nursed me that night with a cold towel all night. And... I did the old cold towel. If if you, for anyone that doesn't know that, if you uh, dampen a towel with cold water and put it on top of someone's sunburn, um, you wait until the towel gets hot because it it's will. drying out their heat. Oh yeah, it'll get hot, 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 and then you just run it under cold water again. And if you do that for several hours, um. It can easily help the burnout, and the next day you're much, much better. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I did. I stayed up all night doing that. Yes, and it was very much appreciated. <laughs> um, but anyway, so now we made it sound awful. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> it was amazing. It was an incredible, unforgettable experience. But we just want to be real and like that was the reality there of were it highs too. And lows. There were highs <laughs> and lows. I remember um, there was the the tarantula that was in uh the girl's cabin and we had we were like chasing it around and finally we got it on the wall and i had this cup and and we found this cup and we were holding the cup against the wall but the walls were like slatted so we couldn't figure out we didn't have a piece of paper to slide underneath the cup 
So we have this cup underneath this gigantic spider that's on this wall and no way to get it down off the wall. <laughs> and then when we finally did, um, the the guys came in and helped take care of it, we'll say. Yeah, we let we it heard go. heard the screams. We let it go outside. <laughs> and then it was, I'm going to do some like surround sound right now, but um, one of the girls was so sweet. She's like, don't hurt it, don't hurt it. And it was just so so massive and the guys took it outside we're like oh no it's it's fine it's fine and then you just hear (laughs) all over the deck and the spider was no more but it's off in the forest somewhere yeah probably you saved us it was disgusting as far as everyone needs to know (laughs) anyway so book a trip to belize you guys (laughs) highly recommend um okay and then after that but seriously do it it was great Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Wouldn't change a thing. How how did we kind of lead into our relationship after that? Um. So yeah, after that, I mean, I guess we we just continued to talk, and um, Chris flew out, you know, pretty much once a month for over a year. Yeah, it I, mean, was I think a lot. I, I think I flew out to New York, you know, a handful of times, but she sure. it was the very vast majority of times she came out to Cincinnati um to visit me and and yeah that just kind of that's how things kind of started to continue to grow and um eventually she moved and here we we are are. (laughs) (laughs) all right um what's the first thing that you noticed about each other first thing that i noticed about you was when you came up to me in the airport no words were exchanged but you gave me a big old hug and I noticed that, like just how calming um, that was. Yeah. And, and yeah, it was very like warm and it was just like, it was weird because I've, I've never experienced that and I haven't experienced that since, but it was just like, I don't know. It was just like, I mean, I guess we had been talking for so long. Yeah. Every day. So, it was just like. Yeah. They gave us a normal. Facebook group to connect right. with. So we had already been talking for at least four months, mm-hmm. more than that, I think. And Yeah. And I told you, too, beforehand, I was going to run up to you and give you a big hug. Yep. And I did. And you did. And it was lovely. I knew, ladies. the first thing you noticed about me. <laughs> um, I'm trying to genuinely think back to how I was feeling then. I remember just feeling a sense of, like, peace there were nerves, of course, meeting anyone for the first time. No. But just the sense of, like, calm and peace and, I don't know, you felt like home. Oh. That's all. Well, it turns out here we are. Yeah. <laughs> um, four years later? Four years later? Yeah, I think so. Four years? Really? Five. Five years. Wow. Look at that. Time us. is flying. <laughs> We're here right now, guys, with, if you can picture this, we've got, we've got, we're in my home office here behind my desk. Um, and we've got our <laughs> Ben's nightstand in between our legs that we're straddling on either side. We have the mic boosted up with two boxes. Um, and then our two puppies are asleep on the ground where we hope that they will stay for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> okay. Um, 
so when, oh, when did you know that they were the one? Um, I don't know if I can really pinpoint a specific moment. Um, I I mean, it kind of goes back to, to that first hug. It was just kind of, the more time we spent together, just the more natural everything became. And it was just very, uh, easy to integrate our lives together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, there was Um, that soul connection. Yeah. It was, it was just very, it was like we were always on the same page or like on the same step without knowing that we were both on the same step. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I just, it just hit me just now. I think I do know the moment. Ooh. Like a specific moment. It was when, so I had been flying out once a month. And his bed was pushed up against, because you were in a small little studio apartment, Mm -hmm. and your bed was pushed up against the wall, and that was, like, my side. And I remember saying, oh, there's no, like, place to put my phone or whatever. And the very next time that I flew out a couple weeks later, he had built a shelf for (laughs) my side of his bed, you guys. That got me. That That got me. And I remember texting my parents about that. And my dad just smirked. (laughs) My dad has loved you from day one. And your dad's great. Yeah. But that was, yeah, that's really it. I I can't think of a moment prior to that. I think that was really that time that you built that shelf. I just couldn't believe that you did that. That's like, because we were doing long distance. Yeah. But we were not, I mean, keep in mind that we, again, had been talking for months before the trip, and then the trip was only 11 days, and then we were doing the long distance thing. But we hadn't been, like, together for a long period of time. Right. Who does that? That's when I knew. It was so cute. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Let me just find the next spot on this list here. (laughs) diving right in you guys let's rip the band-aid off here okay (laughs) what's your partner's worst habit oh boy oh (laughs) got a be honest bag to pull these out of i don't know which one is i'm just kidding there's not that i don't even think um i would say probably our bedroom yeah. And just the, I feel like this is a pretty common thing, though. Like, people have their tried on clothes that don't always make it back into the. They're clirty closet. clothes. <laughs> <laughs> they're not clean, but they're what? not dirty. They're clirty. Or the ones, you know. <laughs> they that... go into the little mountain. <laughs> I can't be the only one. <laughs> I don't think you are. You're very. You guys, he's a mechanical engineer, right? So he is like, he brushes his teeth at the same time every morning and every night kind of thing. Where I am very much the the artiste. <laughs> <laughs> and my life reflects that. <laughs> but you give me a lot of grace with it. You really do. You really don't. Like, you're not mean about it at all. Well, thank you. But I will try to pick them up What's tomorrow. Mine? Yours? Um... 
I think this is really common too, though. I think I know what it is. But there's only one way to describe it, and it's like, it feels to me <laughs> like you shave into your hand <laughs> and then blow it around like a dandelion. <laughs> like, I don't understand how the hairs are everywhere. It's, it's, a uh, it's, science doesn't know. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> So basically, our room is a hot mess at all times, um, and while the rest of our house is like pretty, yeah, the right. kept up. It's really just our own personal area <laughs> just that nobody's ever going to see. Yep. I guess that's what... in the dungeon of our bedroom. Yeah, we've got the clarity pile and the the beard trimmings. <laughs> all right, um, what? On the, I guess, polar opposite side, what do you love most about them? Um, <clears throat> hmm. Now, this is a really deep bag of stuff, and I don't know what I'm going to pull out. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, uh, I think that you're just like how genuine and caring you are to literally anyone and everyone. Um, just the kind of love that just oozes out of you. Um, is that a, a picture or like, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but no, it's, it's just, it, you just radiate like warmth and comfort. And I don't know, I, I think that a lot of people, including me, um, you know, kind of latch onto that and, and you become everybody's best friend very quickly. And I, I think that that's something that I really admire about you. As I like hide behind the pop filter right now because I'm crying. <laughs> I love you. I love you too. Thank you. Um, the the thing I love most about you, um, I think it's just your ability. Well, one, you're such a positive person, and you're able to like as someone that you know, has suffered from trauma and deals with anxiety because of that. You're someone that helps ground me and bring me back um, and just keep me present so that I'm not focused on things in the past or not focused too much on other people's opinions mm -hmm. of me or of us or whatever. Um, you just keep me very, very grounded. And then how you just endlessly... I'm fine. It's fine. <laughs> Just how you endlessly support me. And I have very big goals for this business and for, I know we have very big goals for our life together. Mm -hmm. And I've never once been, you have to be careful with who you're sharing your ideas with, I've found. Because some people just don't receive them well or will automatically kind of try to stomp them down. And no matter what I say to you, I think like the first two months of business, I was like, yeah, I want to make $200,000 this year, babe. Just started off my business. And mm -hmm. you were like, yeah, good. Cool. Do it. What can I do to help? What can I do to help? And you were the reason why I started 
my business because I had this idea in my head for so long. And then after moving out here without a job, I was so nervous and lost. And you just said, you moved across the country for me. What is it that you want to do? And that's not something that I had thought about before. I didn't have, I didn't feel like I had that freedom because I was very focused on money and, and doing the, all the things that I thought people wanted of me. And you were the first person to ask me, what do you want to do? And yeah. that changed my whole life. And um, now as a result is changing other people's lives absolutely. that we impact every day because of you. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but well, I don't know. You put in all the work. I didn't. I mean, I just I was here for you. I, I don't know if you. I, I don't think you give yourself you. enough credit for how supportive you've been. Truly. Okay. Um, what do you fight most about? This is a tough one. Um, this yeah, is where people I, are going to roll their eyes. I don't... Honestly, I can... We don't really fight, you guys. I, right. I mean... We really I was don't. Say, like, yeah, say, it's not a fight when we when we talk about clothes or beard hairs. It's not, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a fight. Like, Yeah. I mean... This is just... So I have been in relationships that we're just all fighting. And one of the things you said to me was, you know, my last relationship ended and we were just fighting all the time towards the end. And like, I think we both just went into this relationship specifically with that in mind that we've both been there. Yeah. And it doesn't make sense to fight. Like the other person's person and they're your person. And why spend time fighting when you can just like not, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> just like I think like, eh. we're definitely both really passionate people and we're both stubborn. Yeah. But it's more of like moments of being frustrated, but yeah. I think we, we communicate. so yeah, we just so quickly communicate, "Hey, you hurt my feelings. This is how I'm feeling." Yeah. And I think this is a really interesting tip that maybe might help someone so i guess why not bring it up but remember when we first started dating i had just moved out here Mm -hmm. well it wasn't i mean we weren't first dating but i guess when i first moved out here um and we would blame things on someone else so like let me rephrase that so when we were you explain it. I'm at a loss for it. So, so like, I mean, I don't know. We've, we've been through a lot of um, negativity and, and people, you know, not being supportive for whatever reason. And we, it's, it, it kind of took a toll on us, but we realized that that's not our problem with each other. That's their problem. Right. And we're not going to be able to change that. Um, so, you know, having an open communication between each other and, you know, telling each other how you feel and then when you when you realize that you're both on the same page about it you're like oh that's we're a team on about right, it we're yeah. a team yeah yeah just remembering that other people's opinions of you are their own and it's not your issue mm-hmm. and it's coming from their insecurities and their 
whatever else and just reminding each other of that consistently did you want to give examples or is that too deep just general examples i mean mean, if you want to that's fine um so it was like either that we were moving out too soon or moving in Mm -hmm. together too soon or getting married too soon or um that your business is going to fail. That my business is gonna, yeah, that my business <laughs> is gonna fail. Um, just you know, everyone's got an opinion. I love the saying: everyone has an opinion. They're like assholes. Oh yeah. Everyone's got one. Yep. But it's their own opinion. Exactly. That when when people are saying stuff that isn't true, you guys, it's like it's just not your issue. Because clearly they don't know what they're talking about and it is what it is, you right. know? So just helping each other through that. And um, and then the other thing that, that we did was we would say, so if Ben were frustrated with me, right, and he couldn't get the words out and he felt like he was going to yell, he would say, let me talk oh, to my yeah. best friend. Mm-hmm. And I would say the same. So like, let me talk to my best friend. And then I'd be like, okay, hey, tell me, tell me what's going on. What's your girlfriend doing? What's she doing that's pissing you off? Absolutely. And it's, it just puts uh, up a, yeah, I don't it, know. It's a, it's a different uh, context. I mean, it's not like you're venting about the other person, but. Kind of though. <sighs> like I could, it allowed me to be able to say, hey, let me talk to my best friend and then be able to explain to you as if I was talking to someone else. Yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. So I could get through everything without you interrupting me and then you could get through everything without me interrupting you and it just kind of diffuses the whole situation absolutely i love doing that it's so helpful you guys it sounds ridiculous oh yeah (laughs) it totally does but now like even in the middle of an argument or if things are heating up if you're just like let me talk to my best friend and then the other person can just say all right and it's you can easier just bend to, away. Not, to yeah. not filter yourself. Yeah. It just kind of takes that barrier down, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Pro tips. Okay. What are your biggest pet peeves? Name one serious one and one fun one or relatable one, I guess, is what they mean by that. Uh, so relatable one. Um, I don't like when people hog the left lane on the highway it's like <laughs> that's for passing you don't just camp there you're being so calm about it you guys <laughs> like a rage driver though I am, you, am you, I, is it that you, bad <laughs> you're, no it's not it's not that bad you don't like you don't yell or anything it's more of just you you ass- I judge the crap. You <laughs> you assert yourself for like if someone's riding your butt, you slow right down. That kind of thing. Oh well, yeah, then go around me. There's, uh-huh. there's, no. there's mm-hmm. room to go around me. Just go yep. around me. Yep. Yep. Anyway, you do a lot of hand gestures. <laughs> not like a not offensive. No, no, ones, not so. offensive ones. No, just like <laughs> like what the like throwing your hands up in the air. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so serious one. Um, when uh, people are hypocritical or mm. uh, homophobic or racist, like there's absolutely no room for that in this world. 
There are way too many of us and we're all different. Mm -hmm. And that one's just kind of one that's, it's, it's, it just seems so obvious. Yeah. That's a, yeah, it's really hard to process. And, and we're both two, this is, you know, we're here as two white people who have the privilege of not having to deal with racism or homophobia being in a male female marriage um and just any way that we can be allies is absolutely what we focus on we are a it's so yeah i'm the same that's my same pet peeve it's but it's not even a pet peeve it's like right it shouldn't be a pet it's a foundation of your morals (laughs) (laughs) um yeah we're inclusive through and through and through and if there's anyone out there that is feeling left out or not safe or not accepted or or just feeling like you need a safe space i say this all the time but please know that we are a safe space here and you can reach out to us and vent to us about anything if you're struggling with mental health issues we will help um we will help guide you to the proper help that you need um, and be a support system for you. So please, please, please know that we are a safe space. And if you feel um, feel like you would prefer talking to a man, Ben is has offered Absolutely. as well to be someone um, that you can come vent to. So of course. So yes, that is a a big one. That was and a good now, note. I like that. Yeah. Um, I just believe, I just don't, I can't process that love can't be accepted and that, (laughs) right? Like, and that, that other people are not accepted. I don't know. Just, uh, yeah. Anyway, my fun pet peeve would be, or I guess my relatable one. I'm trying to think. I have quite a few, to be honest with you. Um... (laughs) One about myself, it, just calling myself out, saying like a lot, I'm super guilty of that. And I try very hard to not say like, and I know that I've done it. And every time I do it right afterward, I catch myself and go, oh man. Um, but, but you can't edit it. I know, I can't edit it out. So <laughs> listen back and now for the rest of this podcast, people are going to be like, oh, you oh, see, like- oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then... Um, when people are just when people have decided to make up their mind about something without being open-minded to anyone else's opinion about it or being open about like i don't know just when when someone has de- is bound and determined to not like something or is not open-minded i guess right. that kind of piggybacks off the first one though yeah, a little bit. And but. then popping gum. Ooh, good one. Or picking your nose in public. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> there, there's a couple. There's a couple. My, but I will say my favorite thing to do is people watch. I love going to the park with you and just watching everyone because everyone is so different and everyone's just going about their lives. And mm-hmm. I don't know. That's super fun for me. Um, okay, what what are you most proud of that you've accomplished together? Um, 
I guess for I don't know. There's, I guess there's a couple of things, but like I think that our you know establishing our lives together and and getting a home is a pretty big one. Uh, yeah. We've got our two dogs, but I also think that uh, it kind of goes back to the other other uh, topic, which was overcoming you know the negativity and the, and the things that you know weren't the nicest things that people were saying or uh, you know those kind of things i think that we're just very much a big uh, a team yeah i think that that's really i mean i think i think it's impressive i don't know oh absolutely absolutely that yeah it that was really hard that was a really our engagement was a very hard time yeah, I didn't in know our if lives. You were gonna stay, but well, honey, of course I was gonna stay. It had nothing to do with you, right? No, yeah, that goes back to you're other my person, people's. yeah, and I would not change a second because at the end of the day, we did we focused on us and mm-hmm. our love for each other and anyone else's opinion about it. <laughs> There's nothing we can do to change right. it. There's exactly <laughs> if people have made up their minds about something. You, you could shake them all you want, but that's their, their journey. <laughs> it's the journey, their for, journey them. for them. <laughs> We're watching Schitt's Creek again for the second time. Anyone that watches it. Um, so that we say <laughs> like, that's, that's not my journey today. Or <laughs> you David. Ew, David. <laughs> um, okay. So, oh, I guess I should answer that too. What am I most proud of that we've accomplished together? Honestly, very, very similar answer to that. Just overcoming things together, being a united team, making decisions for us, realizing that, you know, I think we've both in such a healthy way come into our own too, because when I thought of marriage growing up, I thought that it was merging yourselves together as one. Mm -hmm. And now being in a marriage with you, I've realized that I can be 100% myself. I've not had to change anything and you haven't had to change anything about yourself and that we can be, and that we talked about this in our vows too. And Jorge, um, um, just an incredible friend of ours, uh, married us and, um, he was talking about that too, that, that marriage isn't just becoming one thing and losing your identity. It's about equally supporting each other as your yourselves in that. And mm-hmm. I'm so proud that we've been able to maintain that and how easy that's been, to yeah. be honest. I, I was a little bit nervous about losing myself in it. Yeah. And that's just not been the case at all. I just feel like I can be 100% my ridiculous <laughs> self. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, by the way, it's uh, Dr. Jorge now. It is Dr. Jorge now. <laughs> we love you, buddy. Um, okay. And then do you have, oh, do you two have a routine together or separately? 100% uh, negatory? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> you, <laughs> um I, I have a morning routine. You have routines. Yeah, that's for sure. You have... I thought... Can I say... Can I be... You can. It's I your can podcast. Be, so. No, I know, but I don't want you to be mad. <laughs> okay. I was worried when I... 
visited him, you guys, his his old apartment looked like someone had cleaned it with a toothbrush. It was so immaculately clean. And he had this routine of he would wake up at the same time. He would shower at the same time, brush his teeth at the same time. And when he'd come home after the workday, he would like do to do to do off the checklist kind of thing, just automated. And I was so worried that you were going to think that I was <laughs> so like a tornado of mess. <laughs> I'm not a slob, but no, I am I not. I am not. um not like you. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I, you were you. You're saying it like you're like it's it's a bad thing that you're not as. No, as I was just worried. As, uh... Yeah, I was worried about that. But then I realized, like, again, it's okay for you to have your routine yeah. and me not to. I just don't yeah. thrive off of normal routines. But do you want to talk about your morning routine? The people want to know. Well, I wake up to my alarm, my single alarm. He my says that because I need like four. <laughs> um, take the dogs downstairs, give them, I'm not going to say the word because they're there. I give them sustenance. Sustenance. Um, and let them out and they come back in and I make coffee and I sit and watch the news, the weather and traffic and all that, you know, stuff until I go up and take a shower and brush my teeth, get dressed, and pour another cup of coffee to go. Mm-hmm. And gently well, and wake up the sleeping beast yes. that is myself. Not a beast. You're beautiful. <laughs> Beauty. <laughs> okay. In, <laughs> in the morning, though. That's um, what I mean. And, yeah, and my morning routine is I wake up to Ben trying to gingerly, but then, like, more aggressively trying to get me up. And then you kiss me goodbye and I say, I love you, drive safe. And then I typically fall back asleep again for like at least (laughs) another 15 minutes. And then the dogs bark and jump on top of me until I get up. And then uh, by that point, it's like 7.15, 7.30-ish. And then then I do a different thing every day. (laughs) Depending on how I feel that day. Some days I take a shower first thing and some days I do not. Some days I am, and it depends too on like if I'm sleeping soundly through the night or if I, you know, being an entrepreneur, not being able to leave work and and still working on setting boundaries and stuff. If I'm working late the night before, it's hard to get up early. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I would also say that, you know not having a routine and not having to commute to a desk job we'll say yeah is i don't know to me i mean there's some parts of that that i envy um you know it's a little bit less structured you know you can kind of go with the flow if you're not feeling it one certain morning or yeah um it's a great freedom yeah i'll say that i mean i can't tell you how many client calls i hop on pantless (laughs) Just it's like a business up top, party down below situation. <laughs> party, I'd and you like just have to, to nope. You know, <laughs> end in this podcast early. Um, no, I. Yeah, it's it's great, and I think because I have to be so diligent during the day. Even though my my day to day looks completely different each day, 
I have a list of stuff that I have to get done because if I don't get it done, no one else is getting it done for me. So I think it's, this is very immature of me, but I kind of feel like, don't tell me what to do. Like from myself in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to have a routine. I don't know. But I I am trying my best, you guys. And I mentioned this on a previous episode. I'm trying my best to at least have a morning routine because I love slow mornings. And when I do wait to wake up, after you wake me up and go go to work, I end up having to work right away. Yeah. Whereas if I wake up, at 5 30 oh just saying that made me gag <laughs> if i wake up at 5 30 with you on the days that i am able to do that and like function like a normal human being i feel so much better so i really yep. do feel better when i wake up earlier and get to spend that slow morning waking up and knowing i don't have to start work until like eight or nine that's great but yeah. it's just the getting up part, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> if someone else, if I could outsource that, that would be great. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, and then our nighttime routine is pretty standard. Yeah. You, uh, watch TV or Shit's Creek, yeah. as it is currently. Um, <laughs> the Office, Friends. Yeah. Classics. Um, Until, you know, and then we take the dogs upstairs and... Yeah. Brush teeth, go to bed. Yeah. And now that it's nice out, having dinner on the deck is really nice. Or going for walks when it doesn't rain. It rains here a lot. A lot, a lot. Okay. Describe. Ooh, this is fun. Describe your perfect date. Ooh. Um, I I don't know. I feel like this one kind of changes. For me, at least. Like. With what? Maybe like the seasons. I don't know. Mm. Like, because right now I'm feeling like a campfire and like making dinner by the campfire and just sitting hanging out with the dogs and yes talk to dirty to me <laughs> that sounds amazing <laughs> let's do that oh making s'mores yeah yes except the reality of that is jethro barking into the darkness waking up every other camper Absolutely. around us and reyna like trying to eat the marshmallow that's on fire yeah <laughs> licking the coals <laughs> yeah my perfect date we had it recently um oh yeah i just yeah, love good. really laid back dates every now and then i like getting dressed up and going somewhere fancy but with covid and everything i just look forward to one getting out and doing yeah. stuff but we for my birthday um we went to my favorite su- sushi spot grabbed sushi to go and then we went um, to our favorite little park bench and just sat there, soaked up the sun, ate sushi. I brought my favorite hot sauce. <laughs> it was... She packs hot sauce in her purse. <laughs> you have to. Yeah, but like you were never one to be hot sauce no, before. No, I don't like most hot sauce. <laughs> so what is it called? Truffle... Truff, truff, truff hot sauce. sauce. Truff hot sauce. Truff hot sauce, if you're listening. The white truffle kind. I will take a sponsor a sponsorship from you. It's the only product <laughs> that has ever been ranked like super, super high and all the reviews are five stars and it actually lived up to what it was saying. It's, it's good. If you don't know or you can't find it by searching it, guys, feel free to DM me and I will send you a link even though I'm not affiliated with them yet. <laughs> yet. If they're listening. Um, 
But yeah, just going to get some sushi, sitting in the park, just soaking up the sun. And then we came home, you guys, and we laid out on the back deck in the sun and just kind of sunbathed with the dogs because yep. both of our dogs are sunbathers. <laughs> we actually Sometimes put... on top of us. I know. But... <laughs> Sometimes we, we do have to put sunscreen on Jethro's belly because he'll <laughs> yeah. lay out there for so long that he actually gets sunburned. So he's got this dark spot where the sun touches his belly all day and it's the cutest thing he's a tan boy he is a tan boy all right um how do you feel most empowered by the other um i think that you have really just supported anything that i've i've really wanted to do um and that's really kind of something that i feel like i'm kind of breaking out of my shell as far as going after things that i want you know realizing that it's something is something that i want and then going for it and you have been nothing but supportive uh for that uh in that aspect and thanks bud uh, yeah the supportive and and motivation too i mean you're, you're one that's very i mean you're running your own business i mean You've got some motivation to, to spare, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes. And sometimes it's really overwhelming and I have no motivation at all. But you're yeah. right. I think that I just love that what I don't have, you have in buckets. And yeah. we can just kind of pour that into each other. That was a really sappy way of saying it. But <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> but I just think... Yeah, I just really appreciate that. And it's funny, though, because you say I empower you to chase your dreams, but that's because you've done the same intern for me. I started the business with you pushing me to go after what I wanted. And now that the business is successful and growing daily, I get to do that for you. So yeah, I'm super excited about the future. Me too. Okay, let me see where I'm at on this list here. Oh, and I feel empowered by you. I guess I didn't... I have oh. to remember not just to ask you, but also to answer them myself. <laughs> um, one, in the general sense of everything I've mentioned before, but also I feel really empowered by you to not care as much about other people's opinions because I am a very... If someone dislikes me... um very Enneagram 2 of me, it, it keeps me up at night, just wanting yeah. to make them happy. I am, I guess that's a better way of phrasing it. I'm a people pleaser through and through. And that means I have a very hard time setting boundaries for myself and a very hard time with self-worth in regards to other people's opinions about me. And you've just empowered me to focus on us and focus on myself and not to hang on to everyone else's every word because that's their own path, right? It's their, their own, own problem. Stuff. Okay. Every time I look up at you, see, I'm used to looking at a wall or <laughs> of stuff piled up, but now I'm looking at my super sexy husband across from me and I get looking at you. Where is he? And making, <laughs> making eye contact with you and then I have to go down and like unlock my phone again. 
Um, what did you think when Chris first started her business? Were you nervous? Did you ever think it would fail? Be honest. No, I, I never thought it would fail. Ever? No. Oh, I did. Not a chance. 100% I did. Like all the time I thought it would fail. You never thought no. it ever? No, because I know, because I know you and I know how, well, I guess this goes back to the motivation. Yeah, you were just the most motivated person and... and you know, if, if there is a roadblock in a certain path that you wanted to go down, then you would just, you know, change it to go to a different, you know, slightly different path or, yeah. or, or whatever. You know, I mean, you can call it, I, I think it's just very, very motivated and you're very, you don't stop until it, you know, until you get what you want and. I mean, that's all. You, I got you. Could you. Call it stubborn. You could, <laughs> well, that was bad timing. There. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, I, I I never thought it was a fail because I know you and I know your work ethic and I know, you know, that you're not gonna stop. Yeah, this is true. Determination, but uh, determination—that's the word I was looking for. But at the same time. That's a, it's so funny to hear you say things like that, and I so appreciate that. But it's it's funny you had endless support and thought that I could do it, even in the days when I was ready to give up, because it was rough starting out. It was rough starting yeah. out. Um. Oh, well then, perfect segue. What was the hardest part of Chris starting her business? Uh, um, I would say that is probably yourself in the sense that <laughs> I'm going to use the word stubborn again, <laughs> but you would, you would, this seems to be a, a pattern. <laughs> you were, you're so, um, adamant about, about everything being perfect yeah you would stress yourself out to the point of you know i I would text you you know make sure you drink water today Mm -hmm. and i think that that's kind of i guess that was uh, that would be one of the hardest parts is just kind of seeing you stretched pretty thin yeah um I mean, I, I, I think it was very worth it, but, I, you know, it was just kind of hard some of those days where, you know, you had been up late and you had to get up early. Sure. I shouldn't say days, I should say weeks, because sometimes that lasted for long enough. Yeah, it really did. Um, yeah, and, yeah, I think that that was just kind of, kind of the hardest part is just kind of seeing that it wasn't easy on you. I knew you could do it, and, but, um. Yeah. I think, thank you for sharing that because it was, I'm an open book as you guys know, but it was so hard starting out and it it was not just starting out a business. It was the added pressure of one, now we're living together, yeah. which I 100% would not change a thing about. I'm not saying no. that. I'm just saying it was now... I felt I had moved without a job because I had applied for months and still couldn't get a job in Cincinnati because it's a very culty culture. 
Um, they <laughs> like to support their own, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But the amount of times I would get to the end of multiple rounds of interviews just to have them say, oh, by the way, you, you didn't make the cut because you're not living here currently. So right. I had that added pressure of, okay, well, I need to make money immediately. Therefore, my business needs to be successful immediately. Therefore, I need to work around the clock because I have no boundaries <laughs> and need to start, you know, making money as soon as possible because of... And it was also, again, that, like, the added pressure of what people said outside. Yeah. That I was freeloading off of you or whatever else, which wasn't never the case. Absolutely it was not. just, you know, I, I had I internalized that. And so I just am so grateful to you for sticking through that because it was very hard on both of us. Yeah. It was many 70 to 80 hour weeks of you going to bed alone and me going to bed alone and you know I would wake up and work all day you'd come home we'd eat and then I would continue working while you were watching tv and we'd sit on the couch next to each other and then you'd go to bed mm -hmm. and I would keep working yeah um and I don't recommend that to anyone whatsoever it was an equal part of not having boundaries but also it, equal parts not having boundaries, equal parts going through a depression because I was so excited to be with you, but so sad about having left my entire life in New York. Yeah. So I was focusing on work to kind of ignore that and not deal with it in a healthy way. Yeah. And then also that was the first time I was chasing my dream. So it was also just the passion behind it and right. the desire to make it work and, and loving what I do. The perfect storm. Yeah, it was all the, it was a, <laughs> it was a, it was a show. <laughs> um, but we're good now and we got through it. Absolutely. Um, how do you feel? Okay. Oh, this is an interesting one. I'm curious about your, your answer to this. How do you feel? about people that think you should make more money than Chris. Um, what would you say to those who are more, I guess, traditional is what they mean, in the sense of a man making more than a woman, is how it's phrased? Um, so, well, I guess, firstly, I'm surprised that people still think that. Yeah. Secondly... I mean, I think the question is maybe even worded a little bit traditionally in the sense that why is it a man and a woman necessarily? I mean, uh, there are a whole bunch of different kinds of people and that, you know, maybe the relationships to women or to men or either way, making more money, so more money than your partner. I think that that's just kind of ridiculous because you are on the same team. Like you're in right. the same family. Why does it matter? Who's the breadwinner? Um, I mean, in five years, Chris is going to retire me <laughs> and <laughs> you heard it here just... <laughs> first, a freedom by design exclusive. <laughs> yeah. I'm retiring you, huh? Three. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> well, congratulations early, I guess. <laughs> no, I do like to say that. Um, but I, I, in reality, I, I think that's, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. That's just. Dumb. 
It's fun like, seeing you red. Like your face is really red, but you're so you cute because you're not someone that yells or anything. I'm just so confused that that's that that's still that's a thing. I mean, yeah, I realize it's it used still to be, a thing, though. It was still a thing. I hear it all the time. So, to those that are have reached out recently, um, in particular, but also those that are planning to reach out or feel like they need to reach out again, um, we hear many many stories of of women around the world. Um, and not being supported by sometimes their significant other, sometimes their partner, where they are expected to be the mother only and not have a business. I cannot wait to have some of my girls on here who are amazing mothers, wives, partners, business owners. They do it all, and it's absolutely possible, 100%, and I cannot wait to have them on here. But, um... Yeah, it's it's tough to be perceived that way. Absolutely. That uh, it's been assumed too in some conversations, which I found interesting. This is so frustrating. Where it's it's phrased like um that's a cute hobby. Oh like, god. When I talk when I talk about my business, remember I was introduced as the, oh, the yeah. artist yep. or um that kind of thing where it's very passively I don't know what to call yeah. it, traditionalist, or uh, that's probably not the right word, but very, very much of man is head of household, women make babies. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah, it's all you can do is, I don't know. It, yeah. It's just. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just I'm a, like stewing. Like, yeah. <laughs> just be a unit. Hard get on the same page about how you're going to respond to questions like that, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then again, I don't think I finished this sentence earlier, but if you are someone that is not getting the support that you need, whether it be from your parents, your spouse, your partner, um, your friends, whoever, please reach out and we can have some honest conversations about what that looks like and, and get you a support group and, um, We've just built a really tight community here of incredible people that are here to love and support you. So I know I say this multiple times each episode. Reach out. Um, okay. We only have a couple more questions left. What would your advice be for partners of entrepreneurs for themselves and also for the entrepreneur? That's phrased kind of weird. So how? So what advice would you give to someone like you that okay. was dating at the time um an entrepreneur and then what advice would you give the entrepreneur um so as the partner of the entrepreneur i would say um you know be supportive obviously um you know they're chasing their dreams or or, or doing whatever but also i guess kind of touching on that whole stressful subject you know try to notice if they are overworking themselves or if they're Mm. you know starting to spiral into a you know not not a depression but like a uh, just a a zone where they're only focusing on work and nothing else and you know plan something on an evening or a weekend or you know like just take a walk like take a walk around the block take a walk along a river if there's one near you or you know or in an Airbnb for a weekend or something, mm-hmm. you know, get out of the house, you know, try right. to get, you know, 
the the person some air. Uh, I know that we we did that a couple times. You know, let's oh we yeah, packed you into the car and let's go to the aquarium. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love the ocean, um, and that was the closest the closest thing that Ben thought would help ease my mind and and getting out and walking around and hiking is a huge thing. Walking the dogs along the river has been incredible. Um, yeah, because you get so in the zone and at the time before you have a team, all the hats are on you and it's just this endless to-do list that you get absorbed into. So just having that partner to say, Hey, it's time to take a break. And that, and I don't, I know I'm going to get hate comments for this because I always do, but, um, but it's just reality and I'm not encouraging someone work 80 hours a week. That's not what I'm saying by this. I'm just saying for those of you that are in the trenches, I get it. I hear you. I see you and I've been there. Um, And so definitely try to have a support system, right? Yeah, absolutely. And then what would you say to the entrepreneur then? Hmm. If you were talking to me back in the day. This is a little bit tougher, but I I guess if you put it that way. Um, I would say... You know, I, I mean, I guess while I'm at work, I would, you know, say, hey, you, you know, sit outside for five minutes, take a lunch break. Yeah. You know, I, I guess it's kind of along the same lines, you know, you don't know when to walk outside and clear your head for a second. Yeah. Um, you know, take the breaks that you need. To all my listeners that are people that work through lunch while staring <laughs> at their computer, I'm guilty of this on some days, too. Try your very best to take a step away because it makes all the difference in the world. It really, really, really does. It changes so much because you can't do it all, all the time. You just can't. It's almost like, you know, people say you can't, you can't uh, love someone before you love yourself. Well, you can't take care of your business until you're taking care of yourself because you being drained and exhausted and not putting yourself first is doing absolutely nothing for your mental well-being and you are your business right. you know what i mean it's going to lead to mistakes and that's right lead to... right if if everything is falling on you and then if you have a team if i'm having a, if i'm in a rut how am i supposed to be a good director to my team or a good leader yeah. um so yeah take take that time away absolutely um okay and only a couple more how did, okay, how did COVID affect you both separately and together? Um, so for this one, I guess we, so we got married in 2020. Uh, and here's that story. I guess that's relevant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we had, we had our, our wedding planned for September, mm-hmm. 2020, um, at a brewery. And at a brewery. And it was going to be great. And I guess I already a little foreshadowing with that. But uh, we, we're, we're getting closer to... Uh, so this is back in 2019, and we're getting closer to 2020 uh, and going through the planning stages. And we got some news that um, some family wasn't doing so well. Um, and it was very important for them to be, you know, at our wedding. And... 
You're not giving yourself enough credit. What do you mean? So it was my grandparents that weren't doing well. And they had reached out and said, we aren't going to be able to make it. And we love you so much, kiddo, but we just can't travel that far. And I'm going to get emotional. Um, But Ben was the one that said, you, that's not acceptable. (laughs) You raised Chris. We are like, you helped raise Chris. We were very close. Um, Our family's just super, super tight. And, and Ben said, no, we, we need to figure out a way to make this work. Obviously you can't travel to us. So let's absolutely travel to you. And, um, and that's what we did. Yeah. So we planned a, a very small, intimate wedding, um, in New York, Mm -hmm. um, in, in March on March 7th. And I don't know if y'all remember the timeline with COVID, but <laughs> less than a week after that is when the world shut down. Yeah. Um, and I had COVID so, on the day. Yeah, that was that was rough. Yeah, well, at the time we didn't know, obviously, because it, you know, that yeah. was super early and nobody knew symptoms and, you know, whatever. But, but yeah, so we got married in March um, and then we got back to cincinnati from new york and less than a week after that i got put on furlough um so that was rough so yeah so that was you know i wasn't sure if i was gonna come off of furlough or or what um i was a little nervous for my job there um and i I mean i guess we, we do like to joke that it was you know a a month and a half honeymoon that was just in our in our apartment together it's true <laughs> it's couldn't true. go anywhere because we still haven't gone on a honeymoon because of covid yeah yeah it was that was it was crazy it worked out so again just another part of our life that worked out so perfectly yeah because right, getting married right before i don't know what i would have done without my family supporting me on our wedding day because i was you guys when i say i was the sickest i have ever been my dad, I leaned into my dad and I said, you have to carry me down the aisle. And he was holding me up. And I ended up taking my shoes off. So I had, I was completely barefoot, very noticeably, <laughs> um, because my fever was so high. I was getting dizzy. I was, I thought I was going to pass out at the altar. That was an absolutely insane day. But again, I wouldn't trade it for the world. And then as soon as I was up at the altar, everything faded away and I was just focused on us and you and the vows and all of that. And I don't remember feeling sick then. Everything just kind of faded away perfectly for that moment. And then as soon as that was over and we were ready to sit down at dinner, I remember asking the lady if I could just have plain pasta noodles because Mm. I couldn't keep anything else down. Um, That was, but we didn't know that it was COVID. We didn't know that that was like a yeah, thing. It was every it symptom, was, it was every... right, and it was the week, the week late. Not even, not even the week later. Um, so we got married on a Saturday, and it was the Tuesday after, is when everything shut down. So we wouldn't have been yeah. able to get married. Three days later. Three days <laughs> later. Three days later, and I just can't imagine what that would have been like if we. Right hadn't because then my grandparents would never have been right yeah and we had to cancel our september wedding right um we made that decision 
That was tough. I, I I mean, it was tough, but like it was the right thing. Yeah. And I don't regret it at all. Yeah. Um, I think I struggled with that more than you did. And I, I would say that I really enjoyed that month and a half of furlough. Yeah. Our our honeymoon. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that was very, I don't know. I mean, it, it was just very, I got to spend time at home with my new wife. Yeah. It was great. That was awesome. I felt really bad because this is, we're going to get more eye rolls now, but (laughs) (laughs) I felt really bad because everyone was saying, oh, I can't stand so-and-so or I just need to get out of the house or, and I was like, this is great. We're loving this. Right. I loved it. And you were helping out with the dogs, which was amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Because we were at, we were, so we were in a apartment in the city. Yeah. And at the time in order to let the dogs out who by the way want to be let out every two seconds of all day every day (laughs) um they you had to kind of do it individually and walk down the stairs out to the street out to this patch this small patch of grass that we weren't (laughs) even supposed to be on um yeah they put a fence up later because yeah which we then snuck around because where else are they going to go to the bathroom right yeah anyway jerks (laughs) (laughs) anyway um, we yeah, cleaned I, everything up, you guys. The, the, the question about, yeah, it was about COVID. I think we're getting sidetracked. But uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I think that it was, um, for me and us, I mean, it was it was tough. But at the same time, I think it really gave us the opportunity to, you know, be with each other. Yeah. Right if we got married. You think it's picking up the rain outside? It is picking up the rain outside. Oh, okay. So it's raining if you hear it. Yeah. Cool. I just paused for a second so they could hear it. <laughs> <laughs> ambiance, guys. Ambiance. Um, yeah, so COVID, how did COVID affect... So you kind of covered how it affected you, how it affected us mm-hmm. in general. Uh, COVID affected me in interesting ways. Not having... So having the March wedding was the best decision we ever made in our lives. And Absolutely. we didn't know at the time right. that COVID was going to cancel our other one. Um, and then when it came time to, when September came around, um, we, we had, we were kind of backs up against the wall with certain contracts, um, for our vendors. And it came down to either, um, we were able to get our money back or we waited too long and they weren't going to refund us at all. And we did not want to play that game with a pandemic and thankfully we right here we are a year right, later <laughs> thankfully right exactly because and people some people thought we were crazy for canceling but i we had this is this is cool this will say so much i think about us um but we had people coming from over i think it was seven i think it was seven countries yeah seven countries were coming to our wedding and so i had i mean i real i i still it rips my heart out not being able to have celebrated that just because it doesn't feel like we never got parties or, or never had like a big party, but I I don't regret anything that we did for sure. And, yeah. and not, and canceling that and being able to get our money back allowed us to get this house. Yep. Um, it was the extra push to, for a down payment and all of that. Absolutely. So yeah, I don't regret any of that. That was just a little bit, a little bit tough and and to everyone that was gonna come out of country just know how much we love and appreciate you always um and then as far as the 
business goes. Oh, oh, I just want to, I want to add this on. I know I'm going on a tangent, but I wanted to thank, this is a, an opportunity to thank um, just the community that surrounded us afterward and made us feel celebrated, even mm, though absolutely. they couldn't come to a, a physical wedding. We love you all so, so, so much. And we had our amazing photographer and videographers and, and uh, Mojave East, a venue, um, offered their space and we love you guys so much and we were able to do this amazing photo shoot and mm-hmm. renew our vows but they were very personal vows to us okay. um, that we didn't share in front of family just the real deal stuff you know and uh, it was just beautiful and then we ended the day in our empty house we had just yes. bought the house we had just gotten the keys to our first house that yeah. all worked the out day before, I think it was. perfectly <laughs> again <laughs> Um, yeah, I just think the number one thing I think about our story is that it was the first time that both of us just were doing something for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And it was just the first time that neither one of us met resistance because I think when you're on the right path, you know it and it just opens up. That's interesting. Yeah. I've never thought about that. That's Um, totally true. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think about that a lot. Okay, um, wrapping up here, would you ever become an entrepreneur or would you ever work for Chris? Yes and yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, remember now, I'm retiring him, you guys, right? Right, so anyway, <laughs> after retirement, I'll mow the grass and do whatever you need me to. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, and, and yeah, I would start my own, my own business, I think, but I, I think... Um, I think that I mentioned this earlier, but I'm I'm a big car guy, and I think that I would really enjoy having a, a either a, like a motorsports shop or a, you know a, a car shop that you know tunes up cars, so to speak. Um, You'd be great at that. But uh, yeah, I think that that would be something that interests me. I think that I'd be pretty good at it. I think you'd be great at it. Oh, I already got your brand and your logo and your website <laughs> in my mind. Um, okay. And then last, last question, I guess. Yeah. This is on a deep, a deep note. Okay. Um, if this were your last conversation, I don't want to think about this. If this were your last conversation, what would you want the other to know? You weren't kidding when you said deep. Wow. <laughs> the people want to know, honey. Man. Yeah. It's tough. I would want you to know that you are seen and loved unconditionally just as you are. Beard hairs and all. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to be ugly sobbing on this. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I would say that I would want you to know that all of the love and, and support um, you've, you've been able to give me has been absolutely incredible. And I, I wouldn't be who I am today without it. Um, Close and all? What? Oh yeah, clothes and all. <laughs> Clirty clothes piles. Clirty clothes piles and all. Absolutely. No, I, yeah. I just think that um, you're 
I, I would be lucky if I could pass on half of the joy and um, you know caringness that that you yourself you know give to the world. Honey. We we may be cutting this podcast off <laughs> short, you guys. You're making me have feelings. <laughs> well, it's very true. I, I, I love, love you. you so much. I love you too. And you made it through your first podcast episode. Yeah. How do you feel? Oh, we should take time for gratitude though. Because I'm trying to remember to do this and I always forget. I mentioned it one time. Name three quick things that you're grateful for because I want you as listeners you guys to just take time out of your day and make this like a forced routine at least every Wednesday with me think about things you're grateful for because it will change your outlook on life three things they can be anything um so well I guess firstly uh, thankful for you um I was extremely nervous about doing this I, I was yeah. very anxious my um palms were sweaty my <laughs> knees weak arms are heavy there's <laughs> Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> um, no, but I'm <laughs> sorry, that was weird. <laughs> Your uh, this is face why. is buried in your hands right now. <laughs> um, uh, no, yeah, because I mean, you really. <laughs> I, I was very anxious about this. I mean, I don't know you and your billions of followers. And... Oh please! <laughs> oh please! And I, yeah, I, was, I don't know. I've never talked publicly or like yeah. you know, in this situation before you did amazing and you made it very easy so i'm uh, thankful for you um i'm thankful for everything we have um you know everything that we've, we've built together um, our health and you know our house and things like that um <laughs> thankful for I don't know where ball, you're going with ball this. bearing turbos and oh, mattress. Well. <laughs> <laughs> the little, little Fast and Furious <laughs> quotes there. Uh, no. That none of my audience <laughs> of will get. <laughs> maybe, maybe one. If there's one, let Chris know. Yeah. Yeah. D- DM me if you're a car person and know what Ben is talking about. Tuna, no crust. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and I think the last thing, the last thing is you guys, is, is the listeners and the people that you know, help support Chris and what she wants to be, what she's doing and, and the positivity that she's spreading through you guys and, and everything, um, that you do and all the support you give. I yeah. think I just said that twice. But. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. We love and appreciate all of you listening so, so, so much. My three, because you did deep ones, I'm going to do simple ones because on those really tough days where you, are like the last thing I want to think about is what I'm grateful for right now. I'm not grateful for anything on those super hard days. Think about the little things. So right now I'm super grateful that I have my vision so I can see your fine self sitting across (laughs) from me. (laughs) I'm super grateful that our puppies somehow made it an entire hour and 23 minutes um, without barking. That's fascinating to me because how often they bark on my client (laughs) calls um and then lastly i'm just super grateful that you were able to be here and show up 
as anxious as you were about it because mm-hmm. again something i talk about all the time is showing up even though you're anxious because yeah. so many people have anxiety and struggle with mental health and whatever else and you showed up and you did it anyway yeah. and i guarantee you i'm gonna get can you make a copy of him <laughs> and i'm gonna say no <laughs> <laughs> i thought you were gonna i thought your no, your third one was gonna be truff sauce truff sauce <laughs> truff scratch everything i said one, truff, two, sauce. Three, truff sauce one two three if you wanna if you, if you want to give me money for 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 hyping you up <laughs> hook a girl up <laughs> anyway thank you guys so much for taking a lot of time out of your day today um to to be with us and to laugh with us and you know deal with all of our our cringy ooey gooey moments that we've had all over this this episode looking at the buckets of sap that you said <laughs> listen i it is what it is man um but take some time out of your day today to just kind of sit in gratitude and and feel free to dm me some things that that you're grateful for and again if you need anyone to reach out to or to to help support you just let me know all right thank you so much and have a good one and we'll see you next wednesday Cue those outro. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>